On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we will break down the Tommy Fury destruction of Jake Paul. Wow, what does it mean? Will there be a rematch? All that and more. The actual card, the broadcast, Radio Raheem telling uh, Logan Paul that he loves him and so forth. We'll get into the Showtime card too. Subriel Matias is the new 140-pound champion, a very, very bad man. Uh, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia got announced. Let's get into it. Let's talk some boxing. everybody welcome in to inside boxing live i am dan canobio he is chris algeri the former 140 pound champion of the world this is another edition of inside boxing live it is a product of john boy media my dad is trying to call me does he not know that we're recording um we're gonna get he to he doesn't know he doesn't know he doesn't I respect the uh fu dad's... button either Dads don't get live, no. but whatever. It, if you hit the FU button, that means I'm I, I really can't talk. But he'll he'll just keep calling. Maybe no, I think he's good. Um, we are recording this Sunday evening, seven p.m. We have just watched Jake Paul suffer the first loss of his professional boxing career. The floor is yours, Chris. Go. <laughs> For those of listening, Chris is taking a nice. Sip up some red wine on a Sunday. What did you make of that? Well, I was thinking earlier in the day, hey, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon fights, this is cool. I get to cook, I get to watch some fights, there's something to do. You know, boxing is different. We're not boxing, we're not football people. So, like, we don't have Sunday football like mm-hmm. everyone else in the world. So, we have a boxing match. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then I watched this card, and it was god-awful. And, I mean, I shouldn't expect anything different because Jake Paul was the main event. But he actually fought what we considered a boxer, mm-hmm. and he thoroughly got outboxed. He did. Which, he, listen, it was a surprising to me because I actually thought that uh, Jake Paul had made a lot of uh improvements over the past couple fights and we we spoke about that too i actually thought he probably could win this fight because i haven't seen much of tommy fury i haven't seen him do anything in the ring that i would suggest that he was a real legitimate guy but he went out there and he actually boxed well and i don't i don't know who the hell out there thought that paul could have possibly been in that fight or the fight was close but they are absolutely wrong I, I, I'll tell you who thought it was close. The entire broadcast team, uh, Ellie Secback, uh, people on Twitter that want Jake Paul interviews and want access to Jake Paul or want some of that. Yeah, Sally those who are thing. ideologically touched. Yes. That fight was not close at all. No, it wasn't. Um, I was wrong. I was dead wrong. We were both wrong. I'm I, man enough to tell you that right now. I thought for sure that Jake Paul was had a better trajectory than Tommy Fury. I thought for sure that Jake Paul... Uh, had better training, took the fight more seriously, all that Same. and the other. But listen, Tommy Fury, he, he, no one really wanted to listen to him. Number one, it was all Jake Paul, this, that, and the other. But Tommy Fury told you, like, listen, I've, listen, I haven't had a great career yet, uh, but I've been in the ring, I've sparred some really good fighters, I've been around the sport my whole life, and you saw that tonight or or Sunday night. It wasn't a great fight. It was a lot of clinches. They barely threw uh, six hundred punches between them. Um, but Tommy Fury looked less novice Is that even a word? Then yeah. Jake Paul. He threw oh, a jab. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He actually looked like a boxer. Yeah. He threw a jab. He knew what he what was going to win the fight. A jab. That's that's it. He had very his very long arms. Jake Paul much shorter. He yes. threw a jab early, established that early. Didn't really land that many power shots. He landed 49 power shots to Jake Paul's 24. Uh, he outlanded him 88 to 49. Jake Paul only threw 157 punches in the round. We talked about that a lot when we bring up Jake in the Paul ra- in the, the fight. In the fight, excuse me. 157. He threw 157 punches in the fight. Yep. 157. I've thrown nearly that in a round. I remember your last fight at at the uh, Hulu Theater. I was like, "Wow, Algeri's throwing numbers." 157 over divided by eight. This is not a math pod. 19.6. That's even less than the Woodley fight. He, if you put a jab in Jake Paul's face, I mean, they put a, a jab in any fighter of that level, 
they don't know what to do. It's the most fundamental punch. And listen, both guys, I don't think are going to go on to be world champions. They're not going to go on to be to to compete at that level. But Fury was the better boxer, and Fury implemented his game plan more than Jake Paul in this fight. He literally just used the jab and didn't get hit by the right hand. Yep, he got hit with a bunch of left hooks. Head snapping back. He got hit with. Some but that's really not Jake Paul's punch, hooks. though. No, it's not. And and even the right hand that he landed in the first round. I don't know if guys go back, go back to the first round. He lands a right hand out of nowhere. Who picks his head offline, throws her overhand right. That's his shot. Cracks Fury. Fury has zero reaction. The fight essentially ended right there. Mm-hmm. The fact that Fury was not going to be shook by the Jake Paul power punch means the fight was over because that's all the kid can do. I say it all the time. Hey, listen, the guy's got decent power with the people he's fought. What happens when he fights someone who can actually fight? Or take a punch, and this this is this comes back to the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather debate. Everyone was like, Conor McGregor, big puncher, knocks guys out. He has a boxing background. Then he goes into a boxing ring and fights an actual boxer. He has zero power, yep. zero power. Punching in a ring is way different than punching in a cage. Way different than punching in the street, because essentially, Jake has only fought street fighters and MMA guys, guys who have fought in cages for the first time. He fights a boxer. Right. Granted, I said, he's not a great boxer because he's not Tommy Fury, but the guy's been punched before by real fucking punchers. And, you know, so he took the shots and here we are. You know, it was potentially better than that. Chris watching uh, boxing on, on a Sunday, watching the NBA. We're in the we're in the heart of it. We're in the heart of the NBA season. Let's be a part of it with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner <laughs> of the NBA. Got you on that one. You can tap into all the excitement with one click of a button. New customers can place five dollars on any pregame money line bet and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your team wins. I love the Knicks. They're playing really well right now. I'm a little cold with my bets. I've lost my last two. I'm going to start putting some money down on the New York Knicks. Hopefully I don't jinx them because they're actually playing pretty well right now. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the app, opt-in, place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus uh, back. Same-game parlays, you can bet like Julius Randle to score over 20 points and Emmanuel quickly uh, to have over five assists. There's a lot of different options that you can do. Uh, so go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, uh, download it, uh, sign up with code IBL. That's IBL. Uh, new customers can place $5 on any pregame money line and bet $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code IBL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes uh, for details. So Jake Paul loses now. What's next? I give him credit for not making excuses after the fight. I don't know if you stuck around for the post fight. He said, listen, I ju- did. judge me in my losses. Don't judge me in my wins. Uh, he did sneak in that he got sick a few times, but crowd booed. And he said, listen, that's not an excuse. Better guy won today. Tommy Fury won. Fully expect there uh, to be a rematch, uh, even though I think it's going to look just like that again, because I think this is the, the peak of these two guys. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a rematch. What do you think's next then for Mr. Paul? Call out some other sideshow. I don't know. I think he has to. I think before he needs to, before he can move on to the next. And I always thought that McGregor or the KSI was the ultimate payout for him. He has to avenge this loss. I think it's built right in. I think it's winnable for him. I thought Fury de- definitely. I looked, don't. I mean, it, it wasn't close, but it was also it was also close because I just don't think Fury's dominant. Um. Who knows? I maybe that's, that can... that's what makes it that's what makes it worse. I think he goes out there and makes it easier. He so so something I saw from a boxing standpoint. I'm a boxer. I'm a fighter. I've, I, I'm watching the fight, and I said it right away. I go, oh wow, he's not afraid of this kid. Oh wow, he got hit. It's not deterring him. He didn't fight yeah. any differently after he got hit. He boxed. He moved. He used his jab. He found the jab early. He never got away from it. Fury yep. beats him. 10 out of 10 times. Wow. There's no reason they should fight again. I, I think the only reason they would fight again is for the storyline. It's for the non-boxing well, he loses fans again out that, there. And that is the ultimate end right. of, of, of J-Paul. It's the for the, the non-boxing fans out there that watch this fight. Let me tell you, there were a lot of them. And I always know 
uh, when I get a lot of texts from people I don't haven't heard from in a while or people that never hit me up for boxing or about boxing ever. Yo, what do you think's going to win this fight? You watching the fight? I can't believe this. We're getting calls while we're doing the show. They watch a lot of Rocky movies. They see like, oh, he's got to avenge that loss. I think that if Jake Paul wants to continue on, he will have to go and avenge this loss. There's a lot of money in it. Um, that's what I, I I think he'll do next. I'd be like, I don't think he can move to an, an like a Nate Diaz or uh... no. So this is the end of Jake Paul as a boxer. He's going so, to now. Yeah. Yes, yes. This is the end of Jake Paul as a boxer. He's going to go on and fight Nate Diaz. He's going to go on to fight whoever, like another basketball player or some other YouTuber, KSI. And he's not. He's not. He, his his career in boxing is over. I, I I don't like. I think this was a reality check for him in a lot of different ways. Um, he talked a, a lot of trash about Fury. Um, we we talked about that. Don't badmouth the guy you're going to fight because if you beat him, no one gives a shit. And if you lose, then you really look bad. And right? He lost. A humble he pie, legitimately man. lost. It was lost. not. I didn't. I didn't think it was a close fight at all. Well, I Sean think he Porter was. Com- Love you, Sean. You're wrong. That fight was not close at all. I like Sean Porter too. I like Ray Flores. I like a lot of people that were on the broadcast. Love all those guys. Good grief, man! I, if I have to hear the term, the phrase, "the kingdom of Saudi Arabia," one more time, I'm honestly, I, I'm gonna vomit. I mean, they really beat you over the head with how great the Saudi Arabia is, how great the atmosphere, how we've been treated so well. I mean, maybe it's it is. We never, I've never been there. Maybe I'm it's sure. Also. No, listen, I'm sure they're pulling on all the stops. But it was so over the top. I felt like I was watching an infomercial for Saudi Arabia, which it essentially is. Listen, all the fights are going there. It's where all the money is right now. They are trying. This isn't, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know if you've been paying attention. They're not, they're, the Saudi government is trying to right some of the wrongs they've had in the past with all these different human rights uh, violations and horrible things with sports. So they're looking at like live golf, like that's backed by the Saudis. They're looking at boxing. Yeah. How can we get into what sport can we get into and put on events to sh- showcase how great it is here so we can get tourism uh, department and tourism to go up? Oh, let's go into boxing. That's why Mike Tyson was there all week. He was front mm-hmm. and center talking about how great Saudi Arabia is. That's why Deontay Wilder showed up and said he's been, you know, holding meetings left and right to get a potential fight there. Well, that's why Devin Haney is there talking about, I want to fight Vasily Lomachenko here. Uh, there's a lot of money there, and uh, a lot of people are taking that money, but I just thought the telecast, and I like everyone on it, I thought it was so over the top in terms of that. And I also like Radio Rahim telling me that the Makabu fight and uh, Bado Jack fight was a potential fight of the year. And Sean Porter saying, this is a really good boxing. This is high-level boxing, he said. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't have to say that. Like you're, You can still go back and, and be a broadcaster – uh, with the zone and, and whoever else you work with why don't don't be foolish don't don't say stuff the fans are gonna you know not believe well well to, to quote him he said it was a high level boxing match for the level that it's at which i don't know what that means but quite the asterisk yeah yeah it gives it gives him a nice out because that was a high level boxing whatever i know I, it was a main event so it wasn't high level boxing at all it was not we we spoke about we've seen undercards in New York City that were way better than that fight. Yeah. Much higher level. So yeah. that wasn't high level for an undercard in a club show in New York City, let alone the main event on a card where both guys are splitting thirty five million. So I I don't want to hear anything about high level yeah. about that fight. That fight was that fight was not good. Yeah, I saturated it was not good. And I don't care. Jake Paul follows me. I he'll see it. He'll be, I don't care. I don't I'll, care. I'll I honestly I got to tell it how it is. Um, that's how we always do that on this show. And I always do that um, in, in general, my boxing opinions. And if you go to our YouTube page, I have a, a very raw reaction that's up right now um, that it's just right after the fight was over. And I've said this a lot of times. Uh, to, everyone asks me all the time about YouTubers. They ask me about Jake Paul. Get asked it quite often. Um, everything about the event is fun. The lead up is fun. The build up, the trash talking, the theatrics, the stage that they, the the walk ins, all these uh, fighters and celebrities there, all great. That's what makes boxing fun. And the fight sucks. (laughs) You stole my line, Algeri. That's why they make movies about it. That's why they make movies. Like it's the most beautiful scene, and it's so much fun being in the arena and like anticipation. There's nothing else like it. But when the minute the first bell rings, 
I'm just like, oh God, like this fight's not good. And I wish that everyone, all those people that hit me up on my uh, about the fight that don't usually watch boxing, like just for like next week or the following couple of weeks, like watch a real fight and you'll see like amazing craft and you'll see amazing, uh, you know, back and forth action and real boxing. And I don't want to, like I said, I'm going to get in my soapbox and be like, that's not real. Blah, blah, blah. It's it just that pit that pisses me off that part because boxing could be such a, it could be so much better than it is right now because it, when you get everything to go in line, both when you get a really good fight and all the theatrics and the buildup, it, it would blow every other sport away. So Dan, this, this, this is where, this is the caveat about all this. So there's all those people who go, well, Jake Paul is good for boxing because he brings more eyes to it. Mm -hmm. But once he gets to a certain level beyond just bringing new people into the fold, once he's a main event of a card, and his fight is shit, which it was. The fight was shit. The bad fight. Neither one of them looked good. Jake Paul looked less shit than Tommy Fury, so he lost the fight. But the fight was shit. So you get all these people who have been invested in the sport now for this Jake Paul train, this guy who is not a boxer, and you bring all these other eyes, and then they see that fight, and they go, oh, this sucks. Because it does. The fight sucked. So it actually hurts the sport. And that's why I'm saying when people are like, oh, no, it's good for the sport. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not good for the sport. Yeah, yeah it's bringing more eyes. But at the end of the day, the, the end of the rainbow is Jake Paul fighting somebody. So it's not good because the guy's never going to be what real boxing is because real boxers are at, at, at infinity level above him. Mm-hmm. And if you really watch boxing and you really watch great fights and you really watch the best of the best actually fight each other, it is absolutely magnificent. It is it is a symphony of violence. I use that term all the time. Mm -hmm. When you see the best guys fighting each other, there's nothing like it in the absolute world. In any other sport, there is. When Jake Paul fights, it is novice-level underground stuff. And unfortunately, he brings so many people to it that that's what you see. And that ultimately hurts the sport. Well said. I mean, my buddy did hit me up and said I, I enjoyed the fight before it. And he was talking about the Badu Jack fight. It's um, a real fight. It was yeah. two world-class guys. Yeah. Um, Jake Paul did say after the fight that I, I already went to levels I did not think I could ever achieve. I think that's right. It was a, a humble humble pie. He ate some humble pie after this fight. I do think he will rematch Tommy Fury. Uh, I think he has to. Um, and then he can go from there. But we're going to see a different Jake Paul now. Right? I have a lot of people tuned in or a lot of people do tune in or uh, to watch him lose to see how he would react um, to I'm going to disagree. Losing. I don't think we see a different Jake Paul. You think he's going to be so brash, bold, and cocky? How? He lost. He got he, he's he going to break he's going to break down the fight and say he won. I think he's going to look at every fuck every frame of the fight i hit him with this and i hit him with that how did i lose this fight he's gonna attack go CompuBox and say they're wrong like every fighter does when they lose yeah i mean he, he so so he has the platform to completely dysregulate the whole system that's how we got here yeah he can do that he has enough eyes behind him from people who have no idea what they're looking at and he can go i was robbed this is boxing everyone knows boxing is robbery I did this, I did that, and that. All his people who follow him are not boxing fans. Boxing people. I'm listen. I expected him to win. I, I we said it on our show. I thought he was going to win. Mm -hmm. I watched the fight first round. I was like, oh, he's winning this fight. First, literally the first round, I'm like, he's not winning this fight because I saw the difference in the levels, and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's. If this guy doesn't get knocked out, he wins this fight easy, and he did. I thought so. He's going to go back, and he's got, has the platform. That's why he got here. And he's going to say like, oh, it was this and this and this and that, which is why the, the rematch could potentially happen. But I just don't think he wins in the rematch. I don't think it's a good idea. Got to try. Uh, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting uh, next couple of days and weeks for, for Jake Paul. How he re I mean, no one can build a brand and no one can manipulate media and, and all that like him. So we'll see. A lot of people are happy after watching him lose. Um, shout out to, before we move on to the next topic, shout out to Tommy Fury, man. No one gave this guy a shot. He's Tyson Fury's little brother. Uh, he's nothing. He's not dedicated. A lot of things I said, I probably owe him apology, but he came up. He came up big. Uh, he was loose in there. He was smiling into the ring. 
crying afterwards. I thought him crying afterwards was like, finally, like I'm my own guy. Stop calling me Tyson Fury's little brother. I did what a lot of people wanted me to do. I was still what a lot of people tuned in to see, and that's beat Jake Paul. So congratulations, Tom Fury. You you had yourself a night. Well, like you, I'm going to apologize because I did not think he had that in him. I thought that he was a reality TV star who liked any haircuts, but whatever. I, I listen. You you boxed well. I enjoyed your performance in terms of using your jab, and I thought I literally thought I had you winning almost every round, pretty much every round. Mm-hmm. But the crying afterwards and being like, "Oh, I've made him. I'm 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 not Tyson Fury's brother." I don't know if he actually he said, said that, but I'm sure he was what, yeah, I, I, whatever you said, but like you got a long way to go. There's a lot more involved in this sport. Yep. You beat Jake Paul. Great. He's the, now Appreciate the diarrhea that. champion, though. You got the belt. Whatever that means, but <laughs> um, listen, I again, I appreciate the effort. I'm really happy that he stood up to the whole thing. And he, uh, listen, the confidence that he showed from round one until round, I'm I was very impressed. Very, very impressed with that. Skill level is whatever, but like I was very impressed with under the lights making it happen. And it was, you know, the right decision. He made he did he did he did his job for boxing. So I tip my hat. There you oh. go. Yeah, that's there it. it is. There it is. Let's move on. Uh Badu Jack was on the undercard, uh beat uh Junior uh Makabu. Makabu, of course, was the guy that was uh, rumor to fight Canelo at cruiserweight. He's both cruiserweight champ, like it was like ten defenses, something crazy like that. He won thirteen in a row. Makabu fighting in relative uh, amenity. Uh, Battle Jack wins. Good fight, back and forth action. Dropped him a bunch of times. Battle Jack becomes the oldest cruiserweight champion in the history of boxing. Um, becomes just the second fighter joining James Tony to win championships at one sixty eight in cruiserweight. James, uh, excuse me, uh, Mac, uh, excuse me, Bado Jack also won a title at 175, but it was a WBA secondary title. I know they were hammering that home on the telecast too. Three division world champ. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like re- uh, regular titles, but whatever. Um, and he's the second oldest champ now in boxing behind Triple G. Um, really good fighter, Bado Jack. He's been around for a long time and really impressive to go from 175 where he suffered back-to-back losses to jump up to cruiserweight, that's a that's a lot of weight to put on. Uh, yeah, he beat a guy in, in Makabu who was probably one foot out the door, but he still did it, and he did it in impressive fashion. Bado Jack's a solid fighter. Um, great performance from him. Yeah, um, he's been a solid fighter throughout his entire career. Um, he's had some hard luck fights. He's fought some really tough guys. Um, he's got some really good opportunities, this is being one of them. Uh, Makabe was supposed to fight Ken Alvarez not too long ago. And people are like, that's insane. Uh, after watching three rounds of this fight, I was like, well, McKenna would have knocked this guy out in less than six rounds. Um, and I put that on Twitter and I got I got some I got some feedback from that. I've recently been tweeting. Yeah, not really I a, see that. Not really, not are you really enjoying a tweeter. that? How are you enjoying no. your Twitter first? I'm way too mean for Twitter. Yeah, you I are. Can't, not I, mean. I, you're just like you're 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 no wait. So, no you're on Twitter, my account has been locked. Oh, no. Because I received a DMCA for content posted to your Twitter account. Oh, boy. That's probably for me. How to unlock your account. <laughs> Senior Twitter. I, I, account unlock. I'm back. I'm back, baby. All right, all right. There you go. There I, you you go. know what happens? I post a lot of like footage that it probably shouldn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't me oh, taking Oh, you know you. what it was? This is so – that's ridiculous. I took a video of them announce, announcing the scorecard in front of mm-hmm. my TV like this. Like they were like Buffer was reading the scorecard. Oh, dude, FBI is probably at your door. They're like, the meet the this meet has been disabled. But it's not even like I took the footage. I literally was like the TV was in the background as they read the uh card, and then I reacted. Yeah, you're going to jail. Oh man, this, this had, is the end of our show. This had a lot. Can you of do it freaking... from in prison? Can you can can you can you can we do shows from prison? I don't know, man. I I have to call my lawyer now. Oh, good. That's annoying. But my Twitter's back. That's that's what's most important. Right, but, yeah. How are you yeah. enjoying Twitter? As I get blocked out, of I'm Twitter? not. I'm not. I'm I'm way too uh I'm way too mean and abrupt for Twitter. So I'm gonna. Well, that actually I'll... works. Yeah. Well, it well, it shut Twitter. people down so fast that there's no give back, and when they do, it looks just looks stupid. But I don't know. I'm just I don't want to 
I don't want might not make a lot of friends end. though. Like I, I don't like ripping into the tele. I try not to do that because I work with a lot of these people and yeah. Um, I try well, to be I'm not, positive. No, I'm, I'm, I don't rip into anyone that we actually work with. Like I respect everyone that we well, work. It's with. hard not to sometimes after listening to that broadcast for four hours on a Sunday where it could have been doing a lot of other things. Like luckily, I only listened to the last two fights, but <laughs> there's that. Uh, it's it's just too much sometimes. But uh, no. what topic were we on? What were we oh, talking yeah. about? We were talking about Jack. I, I like to see him go. Oh, so, I, so I put I put it on Twitter. I was like, I think that Canelo would have easily beaten this guy. And guys are like, Oh no, he wouldn't easily. I'm like, really? And then he got knocked out. And I'm like, really? You didn't think? Like, listen, I respect Bader Jack, but Canelo Alvarez is Canelo Alvarez. I don't care how small he is. He's he knocked out Kovalev at 175. He's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna knock out that guy tonight, who was way slower and had way less power. Yeah. I, I didn't see any punch power from him at all. No, so when Badu so Jack was old and slow and like touching, his punches were touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so um, we're going to see Canelo Badu Jack now, I think. You really think I, so? Like, I think Canelo, yes. I, I think he learned a lot from the Bivol loss. I think the highest he'll go is 175, and I don't really even think he'll go there again. I think nope. if he fights Bivol, he'll jump right over it. He's jumping right over. He's going to fight Badu Jack and get a cruiserweight title and go down in history. Why would he not? Bold from Algeria. To fight uh, Bivol, who already beat him. The guy who wants to come down to his weight class and beat him again. Or fight young, hungry Benavidez. No. Jump all of those guys. I'd be pissed if he does that, to be honest. Yeah, we all will. But would you blame him? He's I going to a Canelo's... whole new weight class. Yeah. I don't know where Canelo's head is. I think for a while he was chasing chasing these legacy type of fights. And then the Bivol fight kind of was like, mm, there's mm-hmm. a limit. You know, there are weight classes for a reason. Um, I think. I don't know why everyone back to 75. That was like, you, you already did that. You already made that yeah. weird jump. And then you were going to say, I'm going to go fight this little guy, the guy who just got beat at Cruiserweight, which made sense. I was like, I was all for it. I'm like, I seen the guy fight. And I'm like, yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm not worried about Canelo jumping up. Even thirty pounds over his weight to fight this guy. I, I saw the guy fight him. Yeah, Canelo could be okay with that. Bivol, though, as soon as he said he's gonna fight him, I was like, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. I, I don't. I just don't see. I don't know. I think Canelo's uh, kind of realized a lot of things. Like I, I'm getting up there in age. I can't go hopping around weight classes anymore. I should stick around 168 and and try to take down these young guns. Whether it's he, Benavidez, he's gonna have trouble beating Benavidez too, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, but don't you think even, he could? I think Bado Jack would give him issues. Just from just the power, like I think Bajak's slow, and I think he's thirty nine. Obviously, I'm thinking he's thirty nine. He is thirty nine, um, but that's telling you right now. Telling you right now, Benavides is a harder fight than Badu Jack. Yeah, probably younger, throws more punches, way more aggressive, hasn't been taught a lesson. Different, different, different guy. Yo, youth is a thing, mm-hmm. and Benavides is going to be riding super high into that fight. I've said Canelo needs to fight him right now and get him young, which might already be too late. Yeah. Or he should go and fight Badu Jack, who's, you know, closer to my age and much higher weight. But yeah, he's got power for sure. But God, Canelo's defense is great. If he Canelo with... bypasses the Benavidez winner, which I already think he might do, and he goes to and he fights Badu Jack, that is not going to be handled well. That's not going to be received well. In the but, history books, it will if he wins. If he beats Badu Jack too. and he gets that cruiserweight title, at the end of the day, he's going to be cruiserweight, light heavyweight, super middleweight, middleweight, junior middleweight, champion of the world. Yeah. And that's what people are going to care. At the end of the day, in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now, that's what's going to matter. Mm-hmm. The fact that he dipped out on fighting the young, hungry Benavidez we'll is not going to go down in history. We'll see. Um, Badu Jack Canelo in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia <laughs> with freaking no one there. Uh, the crowd, the atmosphere, so bad. Like, it was like the fourth or fifth round. It was a like good exchange at the end of the round. And I'm like, you're just so used to a crowd going crazy at that moment, whether it's New York City, it's Vegas, LA. There's like a here pin drop in that outdoor arena that they, they built in like a month. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never been over there, never fought over there, never called a fight over there, but yeah. But you would take the money. I understand why everyone's there. Like, listen, get as much money as you possibly can while you're Hell in yeah. the sport. It is the most crooked sport. It's the Wild West. 
Yeah, it's also the most cr- dangerous sport. I was we getting all, to that. We all, we all die doing that. Yeah. Dangerous sport. Crooked sport. I understand why these guys are flock, flocking there because that's where the money is right now. So I totally get it. But as as boxing fan, you're going to have to deal with the ramifications of it. And that's, you know, not the greatest atmospheres, but we're seeing big fights get made. Wilder says, Wilder says, I have, we're working on two big fights that happen here in Saudi Arabia for me. One in June and one after that. Got me thinking. Like, Ruiz just got, just left PBC. I don't know if you saw that. Like, they had a mutual parting, which is oof, weird. And you can peel that back. And Wilder said in another interview a few weeks back that, He's a free agent. Like he still might work with PBC, might work with Heyman. So if for some reason they, the both of those guys, Wilder and Reese, like go around and fight in Saudi Arabia, not under PBC with the amount of money that's flowing out there, that could be the one big fight. And then I would guess it would be like Joshua, like Joshua, if he gets past Franklin, Joshua Wilder in Saudi Arabia, but the end of the year, like that's a fight where honestly, I don't care what the atmosphere is. I just want to see it so damn bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean all those fights. I I like all those fights. I like uh, Wilder Ruiz. I like Joshua Wilder. I mean, whatever. don't give me like, Wilder Fury four though. No, I don't want to see that. I'm gonna whisper. It's gonna I'll go the same way. I'll still watch it, but I don't want to watch it. I'm so bustle. Give me that. <laughs> don't give me that. I know they were both there. They had a they had a uh, a run in. Uh, Fury screamed out "Bomb Squad." They had a nice hug, and that's awesome to see. But Heavyweight division is so frustrating. Like this is one of the the. It's a fun era. I think it's. I think if you rank so, it, so, it goes seventies, so, so nineties. It, it isn't. It isn't because uh, a lot of them are fighting. <laughs> like Fury and Wilder happened three times. Like that's that's awesome. Uh, Usyk fought Joshua twice. Like mm-hmm. jo- it's weird because Usyk was like the cruiserweight who came up. Yeah, he he was like the Evander Holyfield of our era. Like he's come up and he's fighting all the heavyweight guys and he wants to. There's so many fights to be made, and things take time, especially at that level. But there's too much money involved. There, there's too much oh, money involved. It's so I always say this all the time: that fighters don't duck each other because they want to fight. Guys, yeah. we want to fight. We want to make the most money. What happens is we're trying to make the most money possible. So we kind of work around all that. I never did that. I just fought fucking everybody, and I could have made a lot more money, but I didn't because I just want to fight everybody. <laughs> but yeah. that wasn't really the way that I did things. But a lot of guys now, it makes sense. I get it. Like, you're, you can make a lot of money if you play the game the right way, and that's what's going on. Heavyweights are a different monetary scale than yep. everyone else. I was just about to say that. It's like there's the whatever, how many weight classes there are, and then there's heavyweight. They operate in a whole different stratosphere. A whole uh, different. Tax bracket is completely yeah, exactly because now Fury Usyk has not been announced. The fight that we thought for sure was going to be announced because Saudi Arabia didn't have it, put up enough money, and then they're right. Let's move it to Wembley. If you move it to Wembley, Usyk says it should be a fifty-fifty split. Fury side is like, no way. Everyone that's coming from Wembley is here to see me, despite uh, Usyk having uh, more belts. It's just such a mess, and now we have Wilder in the mix Ruiz like these are good heavyweights I mean I think this is the third best era of heavyweight boxing behind the 70s uh being number one 90s number two and then this era uh but we're not seeing enough of them fight and hopefully at the end of the year we like once again like we see these fights but if not there are a lot of other fights being made like there's other fights out there that are being made I, I put together a list on Twitter of some fights that are upcoming and off that list where any heavyweight, and off that list was Canelo. And it was still a very, very good list of, of fights that are upcoming. I'm trying to find it right here. Because Taylor Tiafimo just got announced. Obviously, Ryan Garcia and uh, Tank Davis Tank. Uh, got uh, official on Friday. Oh, it's Tank Garcia, Inouye Fulton, Plant Benavides, Haney Lomachenko, Taylor Tiafimo, Taylor Serrano, too. Those are all great big fights upcoming in the next three months. Yep. It's kind of funny because the heavyweights aren't on that list. Uh, there's no Canelo on that list. There's no Spencer Crawford on that list. So a lot of things can still be be made, but there's so much back channel negotiations and, and crazy shit going on behind the scenes. Boxing's doing good when there's no heavyweight championship size coming up. There's no yeah. mention of Crawford Spence. <laughs> you know, like, boxing's doing good when we have good fights and those those fights aren't being mentioned. Because that means that everyone's pulling up the rear. And it's a beautiful thing for, for fight fans, which we are. 
Yep. You and I. We're this is a five fan show. For Anyone sure. that listens to this show are five fans. And you can tell from obviously we are huge five fans, Dan and I. I mean, listen, I'm a fighter, you work in the industry too. We work in the industry, but we're still fans. Mm-hmm. So anytime that the heavyweight division is doing well, boxing is doing well. Yeah. But anytime that we don't have to mention the heavyweight division and we still have good fights is is a, is a good thing for the sport. Yep. And we have a tremendous amount of good fights coming up on the calendar. And that's awesome because good fights can always pop in. Yeah. It's boxing. Sure. Shit happens. There, There's a, a lot of good fights coming. I know that the, everyone wants to say boxing's broken and Jake Paul is getting all this attention. And But I always will point out the positives and all the fights that we are getting. Those are some good ones. I mean, haven't added some other ones in there. Uh, also this weekend, Chris, Subriel Matias. Uh, is yes. now a champ at 140 pounder, uh, Puerto fight. Rican freaking heavy hands. Uh, got a motor on them. Really good fight, back and forth action. Ponce came out. Ponce came out early. Argentinian guy, just like yourself, uh, and blew his load. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all he did. He in that first round threw everything hard and just emptied his tank. And you saw it. He just he just got tired. It was just a battle of who was tougher and who had a better engine. And Matias is now 19 and 0 with 18 knockouts. Um, he had that one loss that he came back and 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 avenged it with a knockout. He's now 140 pound champion. Um, it's a fun division, but that was a good fight. That was a firefight. It was as advertised. Yeah, I mean, uh, when Ponce said he was going to come and knock him out, I was like, really? And then he came out and tried that. I it just wasn't a good game plan. No, it wasn't. Um, I thought that was kind of a pick 'em fight because. Mat- Matias is, you know, he lost to a guy. He avenged a loss eventually, but like he lost to a guy who's like, he's good, he's tough, but like he just got out punched by a tough guy, and he's that's his style. So it was weird, weird for me to see that actually happen because literally, if you watch Matias fight, he's fun to watch. He comes forward, he's just yeah. he has hard both hands, and he's literally in the middle, but he gets hit a ton. That fight went four rounds. His face is all lumped up. Like he, like, it's a fight, and um. I mean that's his whole style, and it's just it's one of those styles that I don't think, like you always say, I'm I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. Yeah. Well, you think about Matias. Matias, yes. Thirty and, years old. And, yeah, he's thirty. He's been in some tough fights, a lot of tough fights, <laughs> even the fights he's dominated, knocked guys out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a lot of knockouts. But like we're already talking about him and um, Progre. I love that fight. Yeah, that's a fun fight as long as it lasts. Get it? Because both of those now. guys. Yeah, both those guys are coming banging, but I think Progre, first of all, being a southpaw, but also he's got just enough class and yeah. a little more power, one punch power, mm-hmm. that he makes that fight look easy. Do you really think so? Because someone I put that out there on Twitter, and I, a lot of people said um, Progre wins fairly dominant. I was like, I don't know if anything's going to be dominant with Matias. No, I think I think it's a scrap until he gets starched. Interesting. No. He's, just, he's, just, he, he's just there to get hit. He's there to be hit. Yeah, he, he, he's just there to be hit. And I think with a guy like Pro Gray, who has just enough class, he's not mm-hmm. a class. I don't think he's a classy boxer at all. He's got power. He's, str- he's tough. He's very strong. Um, he got outclassed, but I know we, you, and Ar- me and you can argue about this all day long. I think him and Taylor, I think Taylor completely outclassed him. Um, he just, just beat him in every way that he could. Um, and I think Matias is not at that level. I just, I think Progre is fun. classy. You know, super fun. I think a great, great fighter to watch. That fight yeah. was really fun. <laughs> it was a really fun fight to watch. But, I know what you're saying. It's like, how long can you last with that style? How um, long can you get hit that much? Yeah. And uh, it's not long. His defense is both guys in that fight coming in where, you know, opponent connect percentage was close to 40% which is not great. And, uh, you know, 80 punches around, um, as advertised, good fight. So the, the, uh, 140 pound picture right now, Progre, like you mentioned, is the WBC champ. Uh, he's in talks to fight Jack Catterall. Um, Matias is now the IBF champ. Um, I think he's pretty much signed with PBC. He's not a lot of options with at 140. Maybe he could fight a Gary Antoine Russell or, Someone like that. Uh, WBO, WBA is Josh Taylor, and he is fighting Tiafimo. They have a date and everything. It's in MSG. Remember how we said we weren't so high on this fight? 
the fact that it's in my backyard and your home city kind of changes things a little bit from, from a uh, personal standpoint. But that's the 140-pound picture. It's a fun division. You throw in the fact that Devin Haney is probably going to move into this division. Ryan Garcia is probably moving into this division. Uh, you got guys like Jose Ramirez still sticking around. Gary Antoine Russell is another really good fighter under 25 for Boza. Really fun division. It's a fun division now with a new champ in Matias. It's always fun to have a new champ. Uh, we'll see if he fights Progray because I think that would be such a great fight. And then who wins Taylor and Tiafimo? So there's a lot moving on here. Uh, the belts are kind of all over the place. So you could think you would think that Progray is like, hey, I want to consolidate the belt. I want another belt because that means more money. I know it means 3%. Uh, whatever uh, licensing fee or whatever they call it. Uh, but you got to have belts to make more money. So you would think Progray would try to get that IBF trap. Yeah. I mean, 140 is always a fun weight class. It's a, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those, you think of like a jump over weight yeah, it's class. A tweener. Like it's, kind of, it's a tweener weight class. It's not one of the original weight classes, you know, welterweight, lightweight, say junior welterweight or a super lightweight. Mm -hmm. So we, we get that, but so you get a lot of guys who are jumping like, Shane Mosey, for example, completely jumped over 140 to fight Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, I love that. And beat him, which is crazy yeah. to think about because he was so dominant at 135. He literally was like, no, I'm going to take a big fight at 47 fought De La Hoya and beat him, which is insane um, to think about. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, 140 is one of those weight classes. I'm happy to have won a title at 140 against one of the toughest guys we've ever seen in, in that weight class ever. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on always around that weight class. It's a, it's a buzzing weight class. There's more money at 47. There's recently a lot more money at 35. Yeah. So you've got these guys who don't necessarily want to combat the 40 pound guys who are all super tough and there's not a lot of money. Well, there will so be money in it once Ryan Garcia and Haney come into the fold. Correct. So when the 35 pounders evolve into the 30, you know, the 40, mm -hmm. um, on their way to 47, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, Ryan is going to be at 147. Yeah. Shakur Stevenson is going to be at 140 and 147. All these guys are going to grow up. Tiafimo probably is going to cap out of 40, but, um, but you got these guys that are all ending up around that weight class. They, they're going to bring a ton of money there. So the weight class is going to get very interesting. Um, to see how that pans out is going to be a sight to see. I'm Definitely. not. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Yeah, I I have it circle. I love this division. Um, love despite it. Despite not being like you, like you said, one of the glamour divisions, but it's got so many intriguing names. Like Progray's kind of like the old grizzled vet, like the ruler. Uh, it's got his name. He's got a good name and name recognition. And and Josh he's Taylor. been around since my day. Yeah, he's been around for a long time and he's earned it. And he's right now he's sitting on top and he rightfully so. And Taylor has a lot to prove to show everyone that, listen, I'm back. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll go to 147. We'll have to see there. Uh, T. Fimo could obviously make a big push and beat Taylor and then welcome in Devin Haney and, and uh, Ryan Garcia. So it's a really fun division, and we'll see how it plays out in the next couple uh, weeks and, and months. And a uh, big fight, obviously, we we had our show that came out about Ryan Garcia, Javante uh, Davis, which was announced on Friday, uh, end of day. Um, hope everyone enjoyed our reaction podcast and video. Um, some stuff we learned that we didn't know already is um, it's pushed back a week. It's April 22nd. It was been uh, – targeted for april 16th for a while it's not a big deal uh it's one more week for promotion they had to move around a lot of stuff on the showtime side it's going to air on both show showtime and the zone pay-per-view i don't know which one's going to be cheaper they're probably going to be the same price they wouldn't put one cheaper than the other um so just i think it just depends on which one you prefer <laughs> so if you are the zone guy you're going to watch on the zone or you're going to watch on showtime uh no venue yet but tank did reply to someone on instagram and said t-mobile uh for those people that are looking uh, to buy tickets and all that but this is it this is the real the first super fight of the year and I had a lot of people clap back at me and say this isn't a super fight this is a fight between yes, a is. this is a fight between a a contender and ryan garcia versus a little more of a proven contender no no no. this is a super fight super fight is oh, anything that, that, that's, oh, who are they say is contender tank uh, ryan garcia is the contender tank is the more proven commodity yeah i think that's sure fair to say. Tank, tank's a Three division world champion, stop contender, and then Ryan is a a budding superstar. Oh, this Listen, this, massive. 
massive. This has been every buildup in boxing history. Oscar De La Hoya at one point was a budding superstar who was fighting legitimate Gennaro Hernandez. Like, yeah. like well, okay, that's is a legitimate world champion in multiple weight classes fighting a superstar coming up who has not won a world title. Mm-hmm. What happens? That yeah. you know, this is this is. Uh, Gennaro uh, Hernandez uh, worked for CompuBox for many years. R. Was R. a phenomenal fighter, phenomenal yeah. champion, and Great fought also uh, Oscar De La Hoya and uh, Floyd Mayweather. Great guy. Uh, passed away way too soon. He was a CompuBox yeah. operator. I know Floyd um, always credits him, and he gave Floyd his first world title. Floyd won his first world title off Gennaro Hernandez, and I know Floyd paid for the funeral and all that. And uh, yeah, good guy. But yeah, you're right. This is a super fight. This is a big fight. I don't let anyone tell you it's not. Um, it's really going to steal the spotlight for a while because, like we said earlier in the show, like we're not getting the Spence Crawford. We're not getting the Fury Usyk as of yet. Uh, we're not getting some of these big heavyweight fights. Canelo's fighting probably John Ryder. So this fight is it's like a perfect storm in terms of the spotlight they're going to get, the uh, attention they're going to get. And props to them, man. Props to Ryan Garcia for really pushing for this fight. He really pushed for it. He did not take this fight. Uh, he's the one that's still developing, in my opinion, and and not on that uh stage i don't think just as of yet in terms of skill fame he's on that stage right davis needs this fight i mean he needs that that win i love this fight we're going to talk about it a ton uh i can't wait for it man april 22nd we'll be there yeah i know you're excited uh i'm excited to go i know you're excited to talk about it you're excited that it's happening Both. i still yeah. can't believe it they showed it on the showtime they showed the Fight poster on the Showtime telecast on Saturday for the Matisse fight. And I still was like, I like took me by, I did like a double take. I was like, really? Like the fight we've been like, I've been told has no shot of happening for years. Cause I've been on this train for a, a while. I've been on tra- yeah, I, I've I know. People, that's why, that's why I've been, I've been fading you for six months. A long time I've been on this, like, like two, three years ago when, when Ryan Garcia first brought it up, I was like, this is the fight. This is the fight. I bring it. I tweet about it, and I get people laughing at me. Stop, Dan. You're wrong. I know it did take a long time. It did take a while for it to be made. And uh, I did say that on our pre- our reaction show that it's that the four kings. F- did, these aren't the four kings. The four kings of the two of them right, are right here, and Duran and and Leonard. But they're the baby kings, and they are fighting each other. The first to fight each other. And I understand that they are fighting each other because they know it makes them the, both the most money. They've had different career paths. Than the other two, like Tifimo probably has fought the best competition of those four yes. baby kings. Yes. And listen, when I put them in quotes, baby king. Baby I didn't king. give them I that like name. That. I didn't give them that name. Someone They're else offended did. by that, but yes, I that's a good name. I didn't give them that name. Someone else did. But of the four, those were the hey, Twitter. Everyone Dan gave them that name. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I, I found like I went down this rabbit hole. These like nerds talking about me. Like this guy's a casual Kenobio. Like listen to this drivel. He called them the Four Kings. Doesn't he know who the real Four Kings are? Like, dude, I've forgotten more boxing than you'll ever know. Random guy on Twitter. But of the send four... them my way so I can fucking <laughs> say something really, really nasty yeah, to exactly. them because that's all I do on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but of those four guys, Toronto, Ryan Garcia. Tank and Tiafimo, these are the first two that are fighting each other, and they've taken different paths. But Tiafimo's probably that. fought the best talent. Uh, Devin Haney's the one with the most is going to be remembered as the undisputed one, the, f- one f- the first win all the belts, even though he beat Cambosos, who was not on the same level. But they, they're we should, the we should talk about that one day soon about this new era of undisputeds who are beating guys. And then getting the undisputed. Well, you got to beat who's there. You got to beat who has the belts. I mean, Haney. Yeah, but I I like Haney a lot. I actually like feel for him sometimes because he gets so much shit for being like pillow fisted, whatever, and um, you know, made too much money. It's that's not no one. Everyone would take that money. I mean, Matchroom overpaid him and put him. He was making a ton of money, but uh, wasn't really selling tickets. And listen, he got himself in a great position. He gave up some concessions to fight Cambosos. Yes. So he had, was maneuvered brilliantly. And yeah. As it is, but listen, the kid always performed. He always did what he had to do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna. But he is undisputed. But it's like even when he was undisputed before that, remember, like he was or Tiafimo was. Well, he was, he was even when he was world champion. People were like, "Well, you got your belt in the mail, right?" And That's then, I totally he, forgot about that. Yeah, and then he beat Cambo. Whatever. I'm not, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about that. I just don't like the fact that undisputed is now changing hands so fast. Yeah. Which is something that's so hard to do. 
And now you're getting guys like Lomachenko, legitimate and undisputed, should should have been, should have been recognized that, War, earned it by winning multiple, beating all the champions to get the belt. Like, I, I look at that like the welterweights. Like, Spence has been knocking, he's been knocking off all the champions to get their belts. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. you got to beat champions to get their belts. Like, I, I say this all the time. I told people in gyms, I'm like, hey, I beat a world champion to be a world champion. I, I didn't fight for undefe- a, a vacant belt. Yeah. I beat someone who was the world champion and the guy was a really bad dude. All these other guys who are winning undisputed vacant belts. I'm just like, huh? I mean, well, the word undisputed a- is pretty, it's like, it paints up broad. It's like, you don't know. You got to right. really go through each one and realize like Canelo at 168 went through a lot of names. Got when you're beating world champions and taking their belts, when you're taking their titles, yeah. it's a whole different thing. Canelo got, I wouldn't say lucky, but he got along the way. Benavides, you know, gave up the belt on the scale. And then uh, Canelo went in and beat Callum Smith for that, uh, not the last one. Then he beat Plant. But yeah, every undisputed is different. Now they're all built equal, but you know, Toronto and Ryan Garcia will be fighting, and they're the ones uh, of those four that are finally facing off against each other. I don't think they're the, the best of the four. I think you know Devin Haney's probably more talented than. The, um, eh, I don't want to get into that discussion. Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Like we enter the that's a whole episode, soon. bro. Yeah, it's a whole other whole other episode. But that's it. That's a good show. Uh, covered a lot of ground here. We'll be back uh, for Thursday's episode. Chris, any final any final words for us? Jake Paul is this the is end over. of Jake Paul? Is this the end of Jake Paul? I've said that his train would end when he fought um, Silva. Anderson Silva, and it didn't. He he surprised me. He surprised me again tonight because he fought way worse than I expected him to. <laughs> surprised you in a different way. Yeah, surprised me in a different way tonight. He surprised me last fight. He surprised me this fight. Chocolate is this the end of him? As a legitimate boxer, yes, I do believe it's, it is the the end of Jake Paul. I think yeah. in terms of, but in terms of him making money and make and having these huge fights and spectacles, no, we're not gonna. He dude, fun. He can he can do this forever. Yeah, it was fun. Listen, it was, I know we're kind of crapped on the telecast, and it was a little over the top, but it was a Sunday where hey, I was watching. Hey, I tuned boxing. in. Yeah, so did I. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday where I was watching box a cold. John Sunday Boy's paying for it, by the way. Because <laughs> invoice him. <laughs> Hit up Steve, the accountant. Um, yeah, it was a Sunday where we were watching boxing, and and it's cold here in New York. I probably wouldn't have been outside anyway, and it was what it I was. I was happy to have fights on while I was cooking food. Exactly. Yeah, can, it is what it yeah, is. I was I saying, mean, I fights on. It's cool. So it's a Sunday, and there's fights on. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it was a spectacle, and, 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 food and yeah, it was a spectacle. And I and I think if you followed along, you you knew what you were getting. Um, if you were expecting, you know, Rumble in the Jungle or um, Gotti Ward, then you know you're badly misinformed but we'll see what's hey, next for the record go, all of our listeners go home and watch Gotti ward yeah right the first fight cleanse yourself go home and watch Gotti ward yeah. hit us in hit us in the dms hit us on twitter hit, hit, just, just stay watch that DM. fight and let we should do a Gotti ward episode that'd be sick we have i have some plans i have some some plans to watch old fights and stuff you always have plans you have you're... content bro it's every day i gotta come up with something new every week you gotta be churning out content in this world. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode. Uh, remember, folks, protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Stay out of the DMs. We out.